Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here this morning. Felt a little bit under the weather yesterday, so took the Monday off to feel a bit better, but we are back and ready to go. We're going to recap the last four days of sports, and then unfortunately, it is all baseball today. We got back in the lab to look at some of these baseball plays today, and so that's what we're going to be running with today is a few baseball plays. But for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from the weekend that was and yesterday's games as well and wagers before diving into today's betting plays as a whole. But our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Uh, The mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website, and depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. Now, the website can be viewed in both English and French as well. Up here in Canada, we are bilingual. And so customer service is also available 24-7 on our live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up to get started. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age, and it is available to people in Ontario only. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's talk about our bets over the last couple of days. Uh, Weekend was 500 weekend. We did have some profit there with a couple of plus money plays. Last night we were ice cold though, and that's where we're going to start here today with We were just dead wrong on Monday Night Football. You you look at the Tennessee game. We had them plus 10, got completely blown out 41 to 7. Ryan Tannehill got pulled. Stephon Diggs scored three touchdowns. Josh Allen was hurtling guys. And overall, just a bad night for the Titans as a whole. This was a team that knocked off the Bills last year, and that's why we were on the plus 10. And the worst part about it was we even had a Bills player touchdown prop of Isaiah McKenzie at plus 225. We couldn't even cash that because it was all Diggs and all Allen last night for Buffalo. And in the other game, Minnesota just no-showed. We should have seen primetime Kirk Cousins and stayed away. But uh, unfortunately, we rolled with Kirk. Minnesota money line. that one misses at plus 115. Because Philadelphia wins 24-7 last night, Kirk wasn't great. And A.J. Brown still has yet to get a touchdown for Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. He got banged up as well, was in the medical tent at one point. So bad night 0-4 overall. And 
you know, we're not happy about it, but we're going to move on today and focus on those plays in a little bit. But weekend wise, we did really well. Uh, we were at the, that CFL game for the Riders who lost outright 26 to 24. Shout out to a buddy of mine, Luke, who came all the way from West Virginia to see that game and they lose outright 26 to 24. So we were on one on the CFL front. Now, PGA wise, we shouldn't have stayed away from the winner bet. We really liked the Max Homa winner. Instead, we took them top 10 at plus 195. Could have had it closer to plus 1,600 had we decided to take the winner, but instead, uh, we just go one and three on the weekend. It was a painful one, too, given that Grillo just missed the top 20 by one shot. Uh, he was T21 for the event, but that's betting for you. Troy Merritt was a distant, uh, distant just overall was not in contention for the top 20, and then we had Connors for a miscut. So one and three on PGA, so it sounds like it was all doom and gloom. And then we started to have a bit of a better weekend. EPL, we went 500. We had Aston Villa money line against Southampton. They get a one to nil result there. So a plus money win there. Then Manchester City minus one and a half against Wolverhampton. It looked like a trap line, to be honest, at minus 107. But they get the three nil result. Grealish, Holland, and Foden all scored in that game. We had Tottenham first half money line. We should have just taken an outright spread at minus one and a half instead of chickening out because had we done so, we would have cashed this bet. It was two to two at halftime. Tottenham score four in the second half to win six to two. So we missed that play. And then Brentford, they just got outmatched by Arsenal three to nil. We we're on the Brentford double chance. So that's how the EPL weekend went. College football wise, though, we we're six and one this weekend. We had a great weekend for college football. It's a pretty boring slate that we chose. Let's be honest. We went with a lot of heavy favorites. A lot of favorites, though, that covered over the weekend. But it started on Friday night. We had Florida State money line versus Louisville, and that one looked dead for a little bit. Fourth quarter, though, Florida State comes back to win 35-31. Jordan Travis had 157 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And Johnny Wilson on the ground had two touchdowns as well. My Wyoming plus 17 was our play. They won outright against Air Force. The reason why we liked that play was because we felt like Wyoming had a good enough rush defense to slow down Air Force. We didn't realize that they would go out and win outright because Air Force only had 171 rushing yards, which sounds like a lot, but by college football standards, when that's all you do, it's a little bit on the lower side. Now, Saturday, we had Georgia minus 23 and a half. This is the mistake that we made, though, with college football this week, and we got a little bit scared by some of these steep numbers and we bought a couple points when we didn't need to. We could have had a lot more profit here had we decided to just stick to the regular numbers because Georgia, if we would have stayed at that minus 24 line that they had, still would have cashed it easily. 48-7 to seven was the final there. Brock Bowers had two touchdowns. Stetson Bennett threw two touchdowns as well. We had Ole Miss minus 14. They were closer to minus 17. We buy those few points in a 42-0 win for Ole Miss. And Zach Evans, he had two touchdowns in that game and 134 yards. Our one miss of the weekend was BYU plus five and a half. We bought into the BYU hype, and they were unable to live up to it. They fell 41-20. to Bama, we should have just stuck with the minus 50 that was sitting there because 63-7 to was the final. That was with Bryce Young throwing two picks as well. So we cashed that play pretty easily. And then Ohio State minus 30 and a half. They were closer to minus 32. Should have stuck with it because 77 to 21 is the final there. 
CJ Stroud with 367 passing yards and five touchdowns. Now, other college football results from the weekend. Our Aggies took down Miami 17 to nine, and they also covered the minus six there. Texas covered minus 12 and a half against UTSA. They won 41 to 20. USC covered the minus 12 versus Fresno State 45 to 17. Oklahoma blew out Nebraska 49 to 14. And Penn State covered the minus three versus Auburn at 41 to 12. The one ranked team that we did see that was noteworthy that lost was Michigan State. 39 to 28 was the final against Washington there. NFL wise, we went one and three on our games for the weekend. So this is why we're sitting at 10 and 10 outside of college football. Wasn't a great weekend, but we can build towards it for this weekend. We're even going to look at some early NFL lines, but New Orleans, we had them plus three and then Tampa goes and wins 20 to 10. It was three to three at the start of the fourth quarter. And then the whole fight with Mike Evans happens, who also got a one game suspension because of it completely deserved. And Tampa, they win this game by 10 points. So we are unable to cover there. This is Tom's first win against New Orleans since going to Tampa Bay. It's why we like the play. But he showed up and Jameis Winston didn't, throwing three picks in the game. Carolina Moneyline, once again, this is a game that they should have won, but Baker Mayfield just couldn't live up to the expectations of being this team's quote-unquote franchise quarterback. They lose the game 19-16 to to the New York Giants. Never thought I would be saying that Daniel Jones is at 2-0 for the Giants, but that's where we sit. They lead the NFC East, and a lot of it falls on the fact that Baker Mayfield didn't play well, and neither did Ryan Tannehill in their two games against them. We had the Rams minus nine and a half, which looked really good until the fourth quarter where the Rams almost blew their lead. 31 to 27 was the final there. Tough result, but nonetheless, uh, the Rams win. They moved to one and one. They looked a lot better than they did week one against Buffalo. And so they're going to be just fine moving forward. They've got a critical game coming up this week. And then we had Packers minus seven and a half. Once again, buying points for no reason because 27 to 10 was the final there. It was all Aaron Jones. He had a couple touchdowns for the Packers in that game, and so did Alan Lazard scoring as well. So once again, Aaron Rodgers owned Chicago. This one was at home. We'll see if he can get the season sweep later in the year in Chicago. Now, other results that we had over the weekend, how can you not mention a championship was won over the weekend as well as the Vegas Aces. They won the 2022 WNBA championship. Now, 78 to 71 was the final score there. Chelsea Gray, she had 20 points, six assists, and five rebounds in that game. She won the MVP of the finals as well. Aja Wilson with 11 and 14 double double there. This is an Aces team that you need to watch out for for the next number of years. Not only does Becky Hammond get her first title in her first year as a coach, but then the fact that you have Kelsey Plum under contract, you've got Young under contract. Basically, this entire core is going to be here for the next number of years. So unless a team is prepared to load up in the WNBA, we could be looking at a potential dynasty building in Las Vegas. You may think that it's premature, but when you have defensive player of the year, MVP, coach of the year, and sixth man of the year all on the same roster, you're a pretty loaded group and you could be a potential dynasty in the making. So with that, let's start looking at we're going to go and look at some NFL picks for later in the week. Now, these are the early betting lines that we're seeing, and we wanted to look at some of them because 
we think that they if you want to bet on certain teams then now would be the time to do so now starting with kansas city they're minus six and a half versus indy actually you know what let's start with cleveland because they're the thursday night game cleveland right now they're minus five and a half and that was four and a half yesterday so it looks like bets are starting to lean more the cleveland way this one though this feels like a low scoring game so i feel like if you think the same thing you're good to bet on pittsburgh at the plus five and a half right now Hope that it gets to plus six by the time it rolls around for the opening kickoff on Thursday. But that's an early lean that I like is Pittsburgh plus five and a half. Hoping that it gets to six because if it does, then I'll definitely be laying some money there. Kansas City, they're minus six and a half versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis are the home team in this game. And let's face it, they've looked like the worst team in the NFL through two games. They aren't the worst team, but they've certainly played like it. And so... Despite the fact that they're at home, they're taking on a Kansas City team that blew out Arizona. Then they beat the Chargers on Thursday night, so they get the extra rest coming into this game as well. I think the public's going to bet this one up. I think by the time kickoff happens, you could even see it closer to minus 8, minus 9. So if you like Kansas City, I would get on that line early, as I think they're going to blow out the Colts. Given how they've looked through two weeks, the only thing that the Colts can do is finally start handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor like he's their best player or something. Houston, they are taking on Chicago. Chicago's the home team, and they're currently minus three. Now, I hope to see people betting up on Chicago because I really love Houston Moneyline this week. Um, Even if you get it right now, you can get it in the plus value, and that's never a bad thing. But I do think that if you wait a couple days, you might see that line get to the minus four range. I hope that people haven't noticed that Houston's actually played teams pretty well the first couple weeks. They gave Denver some issues, and they picked up a tie. I know it's a tie, but it is a tie nonetheless against Indianapolis. So I'm hoping that this line moves quite a bit. The money line right now for Houston is plus 125, and I think there's a lot of value to be had there because I actually think they're the better team out of these two. Vegas doesn't seem to think so, but I definitely do think Mills is going to have a better season than Justin Fields. Buffalo, they're currently minus four and a half versus Miami. I think that Miami plus four and a half is going to be a very popular bet this weekend. Uh, the fact that they're two and oh, two had just threw for six touchdowns. You got the Bills who just blew out Tennessee and they beat the Rams. I just think that Miami is going to be the popular pick because they're at home. Uh, plus four and a half right now is what you could get it at. So if you are going to bet it, bet it now because I think we're going to see this one closer to minus four by the time kickoff starts. Cincinnati is minus four and a half right now against the Jets. The Jets are the home team here. If you're going to bet Cincinnati, you got to do it now. I think the public's really going to bet this one up. They don't think that the play of Joe Flacco is sustainable, which is fair given he's top three in passing yards right now. And they just have the comeback win against Cleveland. So if you're going to bet Cincy, do it now. That line's going to move. I think we're going to see minus six, minus six and a half. And so you want to get on that train early on. If you are going to bet on the Bengals, uh, the over-under there is also only 45. So I think we could see that one bet up as well. The Chargers are minus seven versus Jacksonville. Chargers are the home team here. This is probably going to stay here. I don't see Vegas giving them more than a touchdown. But the Jags, they do lead the AFC South right now through a couple of games. So this is one that you can probably just wait until later in the week. Minnesota, I think, is the same at minus six and a half versus Detroit. If anything, you might see a lot of people bet on Detroit, given the way that uh, Minnesota looked. And in fact, it's already moved to minus five and a half since I looked last night. So 
expect this one to be a lot closer to minus four by kickoff time because I think people really love the Lions, especially with the Hard Knocks boost. Then you've got the Rams minus four versus Arizona. Arizona is the home team in this game. Now, if you look at that line right now, it's still holding at minus four. I think you see it move a little bit. People might think that Arizona are very fortunate to come away with a win, which they were over the weekend. And so that one could move to five and a half by kickoff time. Baltimore minus three versus New England. New England are the home team here. I think if you like Baltimore, you got to get it now because a lot of people are going to jump on the Ravens. A lot of people like betting against the Patriots, and especially in this game, I think that's going to be the case. So that's an early lean there for betting Baltimore. Vegas minus two and a half. I'm staying away on that one, despite Tennessee being the home team. Probably going to get to a field goal, though, by kickoff. New Orleans minus three versus Carolina. Carolina being the home team. I'm fading this game overall. I cannot bet Carolina once again and potentially go 0-3 betting on the Panthers. Green Bay, they're taking on Tampa, and Tampa's minus 2.5. I think that people are going to maybe bet on Tampa quite a bit, get this one to a full field goal, but I think Green Bay is going to win, and so I hope it moves that way so I can bet on the money line. Seattle, they're minus 2.5 versus Atlanta. I actually think this line's going to be closer to a pick em by kickoff because a lot of people like the way that Atlanta have looked against two fairly good teams in the NFC. Philadelphia minus four versus Washington. This one's going to move, especially after how the Eagles looked last night. And then the final one is Denver and San Fran. Denver are the home team, but San Fran is currently a one-point favorite. I think this is going to hold here pretty much all week. You got Jimmy G now in at QB. Uh, unfortunately, Trey Lance is done for the year and hope that he gets well soon. But Denver has not looked great, despite the fact that they're one and one to start the year. So with that, let's move over and focus on today's official plays. We told ourselves we'd be staying away from baseball, but that does not appear to be an option today. We are a betting show and talking about the betting lines to then have no bets of our own would be a bit contradictory. So we're going to go with three baseball plays. We did some research into some lines that we really like. And so here are our official plays of the day, starting with Tampa Bay Moneyline versus the Houston Astros at minus 130. Now, this line's actually already moved. It's closer to minus 140, so you might want to jump on it right now. But we got it at minus 130 last night. You got Shane McClanahan. He's taking on Christian Javier. In this pitching matchup now, Tampa Bay, they're coming off scoring no runs yesterday, but they get their ace on the mound, who's 12-5 and on the year, and in his last 18 innings pitched, he's given up just two earned runs. I like the bullpen here in Tampa Bay as well, so even if McClanahan gives up a run or two, I can't see Houston scoring more than a few runs. And with Javier, he has given up four earned runs in his last 16 innings pitched, so he has pitched fairly well recently. But I think that Tampa Bay at home, they need a victory here. They've only won four of their last 10. I really like the Tampa Bay money line today. Then we have San Diego money line versus St. Louis. This is a later game tonight. This line was at minus 120, has since moved to minus 115. But we're going to stay with the minus 120 that we got last night. You got Adam Wainwright going up against Mike Clevenger. Now, the Padres, they are at home and have won three in a row. So I do think that they're going to play pretty well in this game. Wainwright, though, he's given up nine earned runs in his last 15 innings pitched. And you're going to say, what about Clevenger? He's given up 15 earned runs in his last three starts. Well, Clevenger pitches better at home. He's also 
Two of those are road games and two were against the Dodgers. So I'm not going to hold it against him that he got lit up by the best lineup in baseball from a hitting perspective. So now they're at home. I think this is a good bounce back spot for him and for the Padres. I think they're going to move to four in a row after tonight. So go with the Padres money line. And then the final play of the day that we are on is the Braves run line taking on the Washington Nationals. I'm sure this will be a popular one today as well. We almost went to minus two and a half at even money, but we're going to stay with the minus or one and a half for now. So Patrick Corbin, he's on the mound for the Nationals taking on Charlie Morton. I just think that today this is definitely going to be one of those I'm betting on the better pitcher at home to get it done. I think we're going to see a bad Patrick Corbin today. The Braves, I could see them hanging double-digit runs on this Nationals team, and the Nationals definitely don't have the bats to keep up, especially against a good pitcher in Morton. So those are our official plays. Tampa Bay money line, San Diego money line, and Braves run line. Those are the three for the day. Tomorrow we get a soccer game, but we're also going to have to go back to baseball, so we're hoping for a good day on the mound today. But nonetheless, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the Competitive Hedge Podcast. Follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod uh, and be sure to go ahead and head over to Bet99, use code shooters at sign up and let's have ourselves a great Tuesday of betting action.